Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Yeah. The charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Ask me, ask Eliza anything, it's time to ask. Ask me all your questions, leave them in the Instagram comment section. Leave them on your Twitter, or leave them on your Facebook, we'll see them. find yourself like just playing along singing along to the musical part of a song like you let my heart be where my heart is on like i find myself singing the musical part the sounds like what is that i don't know i was just giving an example of a trumpet of a sound Oh, the face you're making while doing that is You've got to tuck your disturbing. lips under your front, under your teeth <laughs> to make the sound. You've got to. I learned that in school. What got to. school was that? Uh, it was a mus- musical mouth school. No barking, okay? We got a lot of people in our house today. We're going to get to that on my top of the cob. Oh. In addition to contractors, we have photographers, food stylists, things like that. So Tian Fu is just having, having an aggressive field day, intermittently growling at whomever she pleases. You just got to stay there. Be sweet, baby. Yeah, now she's biting her butt, so she's okay. Folks, August. I don't know why I always feel the need to, like, update people, like, what time of year it is. But I think when you listen to these out of order or later, half asleep on a plane, it's good to know, like, they did this in August. And that's, like, the last. You call September is summer, right? So what do you call is it? Fall. September summer? Depends on where you live. Hmm. L.A., it's just hot, hot Christmas. That's my movie pitch. Hot Christmas. Yeah, naked Santas. Uh, for me, it's just all about the countdown to fall and winter. It's when I can take a deep fucking breath, enjoy my life, mm-hmm. get to do all the Christmas things. As a Jew on Christmas. Yeah, you have a lot of decorations. I do. And sustainably so, I reuse the same ones. Mm-hmm. You've oh, had God. the same ones for years, decades. You have those rat king nests of Christmas lights for years. Mm-hmm. Well... I re-listened to the episodes in the last couple of weeks and some of them I'm like, man, I'd love a red hot update just to see how right I was. Yeah. But uh, we got some hot new questions. Yeah. What is that face? Smiling at me. <laughs> we got want? some hot new questions. Jumping right in. Splash noise. We're going to really jump right in. Okay. Because you get a lot of questions about this, a lot of things related to this. It's, it's a tear, not a rip. My partner and I were pregnant and at 14 weeks found out our baby was affected by a very rare genetic abnormality that meant baby will pass away before I give birth. 
We elected to have a surgical termination as we believed it was the most humane thing to do with doctor guidance and to minimize any health implications on myself. Oh, good to know you had doctor guidance. You didn't just do it yourself. (laughs) Our families and friends were completely devastated, as of course we were. We both have gone through a tough time processing what's happened and have come out of losing our baby stronger than we were before. However, my mom and dad were about to leave on holiday the day we found out tests were 99.999% positive that baby would pass away within the third trimester. They still made the choice to go on holiday and have not spoken about it at all since they can't, they've can't. they come back. That was approximately four months ago now. It was strange and weird because we are usually very close, but I understand people grieve differently. I'm their only daughter, plus my brother and my fiance and I are quite close to my family. We haven't brought it up, have just let them process things. My fiance and I, My fiance and I have just found out we are four weeks pregnant. We feel oddly relaxed and okay. I thought I would be super stressed and anxious. We've told our best friends who supported and loved us through our grieving time. They're expecting twins. But I absolutely just don't want to tell my mom and dad since they've been so silent since our loss. My partner and I discussed and I said, I truly don't want to tell them if all goes well until 15 weeks or so. Do you have any suggestions on how to gently tell them this information? I honestly this have no a idea how to react. bummer of a kickoff question, Emily. Well, we'll kick it off with a bummer and we'll get, you get, ever since you shared about your miscarriage, you get a lot of people just saying that they're grateful that you shared, yeah. people coming with questions. So I said, I honestly have no idea how they'll react. They were so excited for our first pregnancy. Of course they're excited. They would call me up to talk about names, toys, beds, This is silly. I don't want to make them feel left out by not telling them sooner. I just don't want another oh. silent wedge if something goes wrong again. Okay, look, again. look. This is silly, okay? Your parents, first of all, I'm okay with the fact that they took that vacation. You didn't go, it wasn't an emergency. You weren't, like your life wasn't threatened. You went in for a procedure, uh, probably didn't take that long and you have your husband to lean on and I'm, I doubt you gave them any indication like I really need you guys there, right? So they go on the vacation. But they haven't said anything since. Right, I'm saying, I don't know your parents, you sound British, so you guys are known for like stiff up a lip and like being very stoic. They're probably, it's a combination of them feeling sad for you, not wanting to bring it up and being nervous for you. I promise you it only comes from a good place, okay? So I suggest you bring it up. It's weird that you've gone four months without saying like, hey, how do you guys, you're not gonna ask me about it. You can bring it up and what you'll get from them is them being like, we just didn't know. We wanted to respect your space. Like that's a lot of not communicating. So you're both kind of at fault for that. As far as you not telling them, I totally get it. And you know what? Um, 15 weeks is about when you start to find out things like that. You do those genetic tests, you do the neck test, you do the spina bifida test 16 weeks. So I totally get you wanting to be like in the clear, but they're going to support you no matter how many, uh, problems or successes you have. So they're there for you and they're happy for you. They're just being cautious of you, but you know, it totally makes sense that you just want to hold out because you want to give them good news. Um, But remember, there can always be bad news even when there is good news. Something can always happen. So don't limit your joy in sharing just because something might happen. Because for that matter, why do anything? So do what makes you comfortable, but don't do it because of a discomfort in telling them. They just want to support you. Yeah, give them another chance. Of course, and bring it up. Be like, hey, just we can all be in this together. And they'll say, oh, we're so sorry. We didn't want to disturb. (laughs) Hi, Eliza and friends. For some backstory, my fiance and I are coworkers and are also close with another female coworker. Uh-oh. We are supposed to be getting married in about a month, Uh-oh. and this other coworker is supposed to be one of my bridesmaids. Uh-oh. 
I'd asked my fiance to chill on calling and texting her a few months ago because it was making me uncomfortable the amount they were talking, and I've had weird vibes from him since. Uh-huh. I had a weird gut feeling. He said, the other- uh-oh. <laughs> I had a weird gut feeling the other day when he left his phone out and had to do it for the first time ever in our four-year relationship. I went through his phone and read his texts with her. <sighs> What I found makes me sick. He was constantly texting her, getting upset when she would fall asleep during their convo, asking for nudes, etc. <gasps> she would try to change the convo when he asked for nudes, but would continue to basically ask for the attention by telling him he looked cute on our Zoom conference calls that day or occasionally send him pics of her watching TV in bed. So I feel like she cool. was wrong in this situation as well. Hot content. What should I do? I am so heartbroken. Should I continue with the wedding or call it off? Call it off. You know, there is a version of like cold feet and he's like, yeah, I was just flirting with someone. I don't know, but it's so disrespectful and your spidey senses were right this whole time. And I'm sorry, like unless she was your best friend since kindergarten and he's texting about the wedding, it's completely inappropriate that they were texting in the first place. They're both scum and I would not, I would call off that wedding. You're going to go into this brand new chapter of, oh God, I'm so sorry. I'm like heartbroken for you. This brand new chapter of your life, not trusting the person you're committing to. Please run, do not walk from this guy and her, okay? You know, it's one thing if he asked for the nudes and she was like, what the fuck are you talking about? But you're not getting that. Like they're both making a cuckold out of you, okay? It can happen to women too please, if you go away from it now, you'll be cutting your losses, okay? The universe has something so much better in store for you. You deserve better than a guy asking for nudes of another girl before he gets married. This is supposed to be the time that he's like the most in love with you. Do not be a dumb girl. You do not have children with this man. I don't think you have any property. Like there's nothing holding you to him. You will get another chance at love. Women love to be like, but this is it. And I already thought this was the one. Do not be dumb. I, I just, I can't stay. It's always women. Like if I, I don't know, he looked at me. I think I should stay. I feel so bad. You can do better. Mm-hmm. Even if you're hideous, which I don't know. Cause I didn't look at your profile. Even if you're a total armadillo. Emily. Hello. You're just I'm you're done. going on a rant. You got, this is a tit for tat. I'm just watching you scrolling through the phone. Otherwise I'll just do this alone. Is that what you want? <laughs> no. Hi, I have a mother. You're not even going to validate what I said? I mean, I already agreed with you while you were talking. Now you're talking about armadillos. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P 
Eliza. I'm busy, and this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby, I'm back to work, I'm at meetings, I'm on tour, I'm running around, and I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals, because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Hi. Yeah, have a mealworm. I have a mother-in-law question. You can say my name, Elizabeth. <laughs> Elizabeth asks. Fine, but that one's free. <laughs> Hi, Eliza, baby arm, ghost of hot Scotty and sweetest snow peach. <laughs> I'm not a nurse or in school, but I do have a master's from Johns Hopkins Whoa. and work in clinical research. Jesus. My question is, what is the best way to set boundaries with mother-in-laws who can't cut the umbilical cord to their sweet, precious boy? Now- there's details. My husband, male, 34, and I, female, 31, are friends with another married couple. The wife, female, 30, and I have been friends since high school, and her husband, male, 30, and my husband have been friends for the last 10 years. Okay, that checks out. Our friend set up my husband and I, very cute, and the plot to many 80s and 90s rom-coms. While my friend and I married two sweet and nerdy men, we also inherited their moms, both of whom are divorced and never remarried. Both mother-in-laws have demonstrated that they are strong and capable women as they both raised two children after their husbands left, my husband and his brother, friend's husband and his sister. Both mother-in-laws have the monetary resources for things to be done. However, they have a habit of taking away our husbands to fulfill their own honey-do list. As we are both newly married couples that live close to family, how can we set boundaries respectfully while also reminding them that their sons are now married and have an obligation to their wives first? Many thanks for your sage wisdom, Elder yeah. Millennial. I'm trying to convince my husband to buy VIP tickets to come see you in Rally March 2022. I thought you had control better. over this man. Uh, I have the perfect solution. Introduce the two mother-in-laws to each other. 
that's what you should do. And then they can be friends and they can take up each other's time. This comes down to, this is a classic thing of women being pit against each other and the boys are just hanging back like, I don't know why women can't get along. Your husband needs to stand up not only for himself, but for you and your marriage. He needs to say, I'm unavailable. He needs to say, mom, like here's a number for a contractor. He needs to say like, mom, I've got to be there for her now, for Elizabeth now. I can't be doing all this stuff, okay? Because she has the the resources. So maybe introducing her to a contractor or like a team of people that can help. I don't know if these things are menial or like major renovations, but he needs to grow a fucking pair. And you need to explain to him like, we're supposed to be wanting to have sex with each other. And it's really unattractive to me that you don't stand up to her and I'm sharing you with her. Of course, I want you to see your mom and like have a nice relationship. Also, I'll tell you what, if you liked the mom a lot in the first place, you probably wouldn't mind. Like I really like my my mother-in-law and like she comes over and always like does stuff to our garden and like I'm like have at it because I'm not going to do it. So she fills in a lot of the gaps um, where I completely lack. So I think you don't love the mother-in-law that much. Like she's not like the best hang, but moreover, this is not on you. Because this will very quickly become about like you and her not getting along. Don't let that narrative happen. This is him not being an adult. Yeah. If every weekend your husband is like, I got to go do chores for my mom. It was a piece. I mean, like if one thing, if she was like handicapped or something, but she's not, it was a piece of advice my mother gave me before I got married. She was like, never get in between him and his stepmom, him and his mom. Like he's a girl, like always the woman, the wife always looks like the bad guy. You don't want to do that. You're too smart for that. Mm-mm. You've got medicine to research <laughs> or something. <laughs> something like that. Hi, Eliza and Emily. I'm a 28-year-old female and I am a stunt person. I'm deeply in love with your podcast and have been listening to your comedy for many years. Eliza, listening to you talk about your experiences in comedy as a woman largely reflect a lot of what we deal with Mm. as women in stunts, specifically the Sherry Shepard episode. So I keep a lot of what you've said on that topic in my mind as I navigate my own career. My question for both of you is... What are some of your favorite action movies or action comedies? Tasteless or unpopular opinions are welcome as I love nothing more than ripping apart a bad action movie. P.S. Eliza, I'd love to be your stunt double someday. JK, I'm a few inches taller than you. Emily isn't the only one who randomly Googles how tall actresses she likes are. How tall do you think I am? Because I think they get it wrong. Also, I do my own stunts. Also, yeah, you're going to be taller. So what? Sometimes it happens. Not all stunt people are like perfectly proportioned for their- I feel like they're usually the same-ish size. A few inches. Is she like 5'10"? Maybe. Freak. No. Um, Emily, you go first. Now, I can see you salivating. No, I want to say, first of all, that I feel like this is your dream is like action comedy yeah. is the space you want to be in. I love moving around. I love, when we did Spencer Confidential, we shot a whole action scene that we didn't use, but I had to memorize the choreography and I could not help but go like, whoopsh. Every time I kicked or like, Chah. So the whoosh is so stupid because I'm not a real fighter. Yeah. I don't know. My favorite action movies. Like action comedies. You like those. Action comedies. You know what's, uh, it's not really an action comedy, but they do a great, like a lot of physical comedy is Just Friends. <laughs> Your favorite it's movie. It's so funny. It's not an action movie, but okay. I don't know. What's the, like Pacific Rim was cool. I don't think about movie. I'm a big, like I digest it. I move on. I yeah. don't harp on it. You liked long. Wonder Woman when that came out. That was great. The first one was good. They're all great. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. I don't think about these things. Emily, you do. Gunpowder Milkshake was excellent. That's what you said. 
really good. It just came out. Um, I, I mean, I like, I'll go see any of this stuff where it's like The Rock and another big guy. You know, like I like the Fast and Furious movies a lot. I think they're fun. I like somebody who looks too big to fi- fit in their t-shirt. Kill Bills are cool. Like the I feel like Lucy those Lou. are funny, yeah. Chops the guy's head off on the table, her little quick feet. Oh, Lucy Liu, Charlie's Angels, great action comedy. Lucy Liu has just spoken out. Have you heard this? Oh, on the set of Charlie's Angels, Bill Murray was Bosley. Uh-huh. And he basically said to her, he kept like rewriting the script and like doing all this stuff. And he basically told her, you shouldn't even be here. You can't act like you came from TV. But Cameron and Drew are good. Like he was just insanely rude to her Hmm. um and so that was always like a trivia piece Mm. like on imdb like that Mm. he just told her you can't act and she left the set crying so she just spoke out on it because somebody reshared it is it him like it recently came out like he said to richard dreyfus on set of a movie like you are tolerated which i think is like the sickest burn it was like at a like a production dinner just saying to someone like you are tolerated i love that he just Um, it's so it's so unnecessary you know what i love creative violence in a Mm. movie, you know, uh, creative action. Like when you can see like someone dies in a new way, like their head explodes. Well, that's why you should, Gunpowder Milkshake has a couple scenes where it takes the kind of the usual, because that's like a Kingsman vibe. Kingsman was really fun. So these are all your answers. Next question. (laughs) Okay. I don't know. Hi, Eliza, Emily, and Teeny. Cheeny, I am a 20. Wait, one more thing. Okay. Tom Cruise does all of his own stunts, which is pretty impressive. So I'll be going that route. Mrs. I'm too tall for you. Oh my God. Well, and Jackie Chan, when he yeah. slides down that glass building, and he's always been really funny. Like he's, he, I love Chan, that there the, were always bloopers at the end of his movies. The poor man's Chow Young Fat. <laughs> Kick it. Hi, Liza, Emily, and teeny weeny cheeny. She's a weenie. I am a 24-year-old girl with a full-time job and have a great start in my teaching career. I am asking a question about how to handle a friend who makes absolutely terrible decisions. My friend, 25, male, bisexual, no, I am not attracted to him, nor want to fuck him. take it easy. Has consistently- Seems like something something that someone who doesn't want to fuck him would totally say. Has consistently continued to make worse decisions since graduating college. Most people have their blackout days during college, but he is having his post-grad. I'm talking blackout and wandering off when we go out, vomiting while driving home in his car the next morning- even vomited all over the Airbnb of our best friend's bachelorette party, which I planned, and the bachelorette didn't even puke. It's honestly gotten so out of hand that no one in our friend group knows what to do other than be like, well, that's just how he is. And yes, we have tried to tell him to his face, but he always turns it into a self-pity party and never takes any of our advice or words to heart. We keep wondering, do we drop his... As a friend, a lot of us are getting married and are seriously considering not inviting or including him yep. to any celebrations. He's a liability. Yes. What would you do? Thanks. Oh, non-anonymous. My name is Sarah. Hey, Sarah. She's like, this is about my friend, Steve Johnson. <laughs> we live on Berry Lane. Uh, I actually have a friend who this exact scenario happened to. And it's interesting because the friend is a girl and the guy, uh, I don't think he was bi, he was gay, which is irrelevant. But I wonder if it has to do with like, Trying to find your place in society, trying to like sort out the way that you're feeling, whatever. And just, I don't know, gay guys party harder. But a friend of mine had this with a guy she was BFF with, like very close to in college. And he became a liability. Always late, always fucking up was the kind of guy that would like rent an apartment, but then move away and then get a cat, but then have to leave. Like it was just very manic pixie dream girl, but like in a guy. And she eventually wrote him an email explaining 
why she wishes him well, but she has to, for her own sanity, cut him out of her life. And he like protested and he was like really sad about it, but eventually he just went away. You are going to do this naturally. Like this guy clearly has a problem. I don't even know if he's an alcoholic as much as like he's going through something. He's searching for something. Something Maybe it's a boyfriend or a purpose or whatever, but when it is inhibiting your good time and your safety and when he becomes a liability, this is not something you need to put up with. You're not roommates, you're not related. So I would say the way that you're feeling, because by the way, overnight, he's not gonna be like, you're right, I'll get it together. And the pity party thing, that is a nasty characteristic in people. Where It's like, here's why it hurts me. He's probably used to playing the victim a lot. Yeah. And that's the narrative in his head. I would cut your losses with this friend and just cut them out of your life. Yeah, it's, it's only going to get fun. uglier. No, it's so, not To be fun. with someone who you always know is going to disappear and or throw up in your presence. I had a no. girlfriend like that. And you're just like, why? I don't want to be your babysitter. I don't want to yeah. think about you when we're out. You're moving yeah. on in your life. I think you said you're getting married or a friend is getting married. You're a teacher. You've got... This is the time in your life, like 25-ish is like when you kind of move to that next chapter. Uh You're not getting drunk the way that you were. He's still partying. He'll find some other people that resonate on that level. Uh But you need to be clear. Talk about boundaries. You need to be clear. Write an email Uh and just be like, I've had it. I just need to distance myself from you for a while. Yeah. And he probably won't write back and he'll probably text you drunk one night, but like he's just being a child. So move on. Yeah. You won't be friends in five years anyway, even in two years or he'll die. Kick it. Ivy Davis says, Hi, Eliza. I have a dilemma I want your opinion on. By the time you answer, it'll probably have been solved already and your show in Indiana will have commenced. I'm attending. True, it did. You did. You had a great time. We had a great time. The problem is my husband's friend is going into the Navy soon and he offered to finish fixing up a four-wheeler that he was supposed to have already done. Common problem. He offered to do it without any extra payment than he's already received, even if new stuff comes up. My husband offered him food in return, which either of us would cook, and I'm happy to do that. Cool. But then said it may be an option if he needs it to stay the night at our house. My husband said he'd have to talk to me first on this. So you paid him, you You gave him room and board, and you paid him. And now it sounds like this guy is like, well, what if I just stay at your house? So my husband said he'd have to talk to me first on this. Here's the thing. I'm not comfortable with it. I don't really have an explanation. I don't think he'll assault me or harm me in any way, but I honestly don't think I'd be comfortable with any of my husband's friends staying over. I certainly wouldn't have my male friends stay over, save for my one very best gay friend. My husband was upset and claimed that we've had a male stay over before, my sister and her fiance. That's not the same. But I've known the guy since I was five and never had a problem with him. That's an attached dude. I've complained about this friend of my husband's to my therapist multiple times because he's pushy, aggressive, Mm narrow-minded, and attention hog, cannot stand when everything doesn't go his own way, and terrible with money. He's influenced my husband for into doing things he didn't want to purposefully done things to screw him over just for fun and has literally argued with me that rape culture is not real. Oh my God. He is extremely unreasonable at times. He's struggled with anxiety and depression and has had harmful thoughts he says are just jokes. I don't feel unsafe around him and could definitely win in a fight if need be, but I just don't want him to stay over. Do you even have to think about that? This is my, the fact that you're like, I could even win in a fight means like you don't feel safe. This is my husband. I don't think about that when I go out for coffee with Emily. I'm like, if need be, if I had to fight her. But you could. Her, of course. But I don't have to think about that because I feel safe with you. Oh. <laughs> this is my husband and I's first house. I'm 22. He's 23. We have a four-month-old son and his friend is 23. The husband and his friend grew up together. I don't know what to do, honestly. The friend only lives 15 minutes away, so I don't know why he wouldn't be able to just go TF home. 
I want to follow my gut even if it's lying to me or nothing would happen. Even if my grievance is this friend is truly good at heart and I'm glad we have him as a friend. <laughs> Please help. Oh, God. You know what? You got you to gotta stop. Like, he's a good person, but here's all, a litany of things that are wrong with him. This person makes me anxious just hearing about him. And we actually had a friend like this in high school who, like, you know deep down is, like, a wounded person who's not bad, but kind of will always make the wrong choice that puts you that makes you feel uneasy. Like I think about the amount of times like we were just like at the mercy of being drunk in someone's car as they were driving and they thought it was cool. And like your safety as a woman and your consideration was just like nowhere to be found. I know who this guy is. This is your home as well as your husband's and he needs to respect you. Okay, your husband needs to grow the fuck up. You've got a child there. You want to feel comfortable. End of story. You should always feel comfortable in your home. I don't understand this guy obviously wants this project so he can like feel included and useful, which is probably a big part of why he's going into the military at 23. Like he wants to like get his life together and feel like he's part of something. Uh, the food thing, we're paying him. You pay him, you don't need to give him food. If you give him food, you don't need to give him shelter. And he lives near. So something is weird. And he's probably going to tell your husband like, she's being a real bitch. The guy's a dick and he's misguided and he probably needs a girlfriend uh, and some therapy. But- you are allowed to feel comfortable in your own home and you need to get your husband to hear you on that. This is not about you being a bitch, which you will get called at some point. And this is not about you being uppity or controlling him. And your husband needs to grow a ball sack and a brain. I, I really don't understand why, fucking weird. why he wants to stay, why he can't just be like, Hey Hot man, take. I'll give you feel like your house is 15 minutes away. Why do you need to stay here? Yeah, our son, well, he's got he's on a schedule, he's on a routine. Our son's having a sleepover, well, whatever. Hot take. Your husband and this dude are fucking. No. Get back to me. We're happy to drive you home. Like, no, why it's, do you it's need enough. to stay here? You can't keep offering things to this guy. This is like if you give a mouse a cookie. He offered to be useful. Great. We're done. And it'd be one thing if you were pleasant, but he's not. So yeah. unless you want to have it out with him right then and there, and then you can see whose side your husband's really on but you need to stand up to him. I get the vibe of your family. Uh, I get the vibe of what's going on. It's great that they grew up together. So your husband has like PTSD from being friends with this guy and he's not going to get what a piece of shit he is, but you're his wife. So if he wants any of that sweet, sweet purse, he better understand that you need to feel safe. Okay. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. 
Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, Liza and Co. First things first, thank you for your comedy. My husband and I love you. We saw you live back in 2019. You were awesome. I feel so privileged to have gotten to see Blanche run across that stage in person. Her little shrimp body. Shrimp body. I'm a nurse with two small kids, and I have a family situation about which I'd love to hear your advice. It's about my brother and his girlfriend. Let me guess. She's a bitch. My brother is seven years older than me and has exhibited narcissistic personality disorder traits since I can remember. Let me guess. He's a bitch. We've grown up with incredible amounts of manipulation, guilt, and plenty of enabling, which my family and I now realize is just a way to pacify him in the moment to regain temporary peace, but ultimately makes these problems much worse. His latest situation involves a girlfriend whom I've never met intentionally. This information I have about her comes directly from my brother. Here we go. She's my age and has relinquished custody of five biological children, has worked as a drug informant for her local PD which is not a volunteer situation if you get my drift, is not a student and has no job. Wait, I'm sorry, just for people listening, that means she cut. She was arrested for something and cut a deal to yeah. avoid going to jail because she was a criminal. Okay. Yeah. Is not a student, has no job. She's also claimed to have miscarried my brother's child while previously partying and drinking heavily while in early pregnancy. My brother only saw a positive pregnancy test, no heartbeat, ultrasound, or other confirmation. He's acting like he's smitten with this person. They moved in together after three months. They ruined my parents' already depressing COVID Christmas by not returning home on Christmas Eve, only for my parents to find them in their rental, passed out on the bathroom floor with mostly empty bottles of vodka surrounding them. She was supposedly pregnant at this time. And these instances are only the tip of the iceberg. Every summer, my parents host me, my brother, my sister, and our families for four to five days over the 4th of July. I really look forward to it, even though he's caused trouble during these visits in the past. This year, I don't want to play my usual part of people-pleasing, enabling little sister. I know I can't avoid seeing him and meeting her at this time, and I don't really want to. So we've had an update since yet. There was a July 4th, and there's still a question. They ended up bailing last minute on our 4th of July weekend. There's also been an incident with a rock being thrown through my parents' rental home window that they frequent. I can't help but think this is due to their shady behavior, and I'm pissed that my childhood home is now tainted. Should we just continue to ghost them? It's almost turned into a safety issue. I don't want my loved ones to be around them if they've crossed people who would throw rocks or bullets through a window. Oh, and she's also, quote unquote, changed. I don't know if she's done this illegally. Her last name to my brother's because of the negative connections to her previous last names, plural. Oh my God. Please help me figure out how to deal. Thanks. You know, (laughs) 
It's okay. I've definitely had that relative that was dating a total fucking monster. And you can tolerate someone to a point, but when it gets violent or you're endangering someone else, I can't say my family did this, but you got to cut it off. Because by the way, your brother doesn't sound like the best hang anyway. Your brother's an alcoholic and your brother's a drug addict. And together they're like Sid and Nancy. So unfortunately, and I'm not even an expert on this, you're going to have to have an intervention. And at the very least, you're going to have to say, we love you, but she is not welcome in our home. We do not like her for you. Here are the ways she affects you. He's going to have all these excuses. Like, no, like if you list off all the stuff, this person is bad news. And if she's changed, great. She can show you that in a couple months, like after you hear like more clean reports or you guys can go out for like a coffee. But you need to be clear about your family and spending these t- this time with your parents. And he's not welcome with her. Yeah. He's welcome. You'll put up with his shit, but she's an enabler. Uh, and that's it. You just got to cut it off. You got to be okay with that. One of you is going to end up having to stand up. And I think you should have an intervention with your brother. Mm-hmm. And just be like, we will call the police if she shows up. She's not welcome here. And she'll back off, I guarantee. She is... By the way, taking advantage of your brother, like changing her name. She's trying to get her hooks in. And the baby thing, I don't believe she had a baby. I hate to be that woman that says that. Um, But this is classic because I had someone do this to a relative. It's total trash behavior. It's a way of being like, oh, now I'm, there's a family I can get my hooks into. I'll be safe. This is just a way of her like latching on. The name change, the baby, I've changed. Like these are all attempts at that. These people are, these people are addicts and they need professional help. End of story. Install cameras at the rental ASAP. Yes. And let your brother know. Be like, these have been installed. So if she wants to come throw another rock, we will be calling the police. Mm-hmm. We are fucking done. Be crystal clear about it. Mm-hmm. And you might have to say it to her as well. Mm-hmm. And you might have to look her right in her little beady addict eyes and just be like, we will be calling the police. This is no fucking joke. We do not appreciate your, your attitude or your actions or the effect you have on our brother. Yeah. She'll find someone else to grift onto. This is not love. Your brother's a fucking idiot, but he's also an addict. Yeah. I say that having no experience with addicts, but just, I don't know another way to phrase this. Tough love, folks. Hmm. Question about a friend situation. Also say to your brother, like, if you want, we can get you help right now and we will send you out of here. You do not have to see her again. Hmm. I mean, I think he likes her. He's dumb. Who cares what he thinks? (laughs) (laughs) Question about a friend situation. There are three people in my high school friend group. I'm 30, but given context for how long we've known You're each still other. still in high school. Something going wrong. Myself and Jay are extremely close. T, the third friend in the group, I'm, I'm oh, okay. is not an outsider, but she just keeps to herself more. She calls and checks in less, which truly is fine. Jay and I are cut from the same cloth, so it's always just been easier with her. I am six and a half months pregnant. I had two early miscarriages when we first started trying, so I'm very excited and feel lucky to be pregnant. T also had a miscarriage in between my first and second one. During that time, we were talking a lot. She was calling me consistently a few times a week during her lunch breaks to talk about it, and I enjoyed being closer and having her open up. I really liked being there for her and feeling like we were going through something together. After getting pregnant this time, she noticeably started calling and checking in less. Obviously, I understood why and let it be, figuring that she needed some time and eventually would come around. Well, it has not improved. We've talked here and there, and I've been sensitive to mentioning my pregnancy. She told me one day, 
you know, you can tell me about the pregnancy. I'm okay. And I explained I wanted to be sensitive, but thanked her for saying that. So I began sharing some things. Since then, whatever thing I share about my pregnancy, after she asks, she goes to Jay and nitpicks my responses. Jay always tells me, which on one hand, I'm glad I know, but on the other hand, it frustrates me because I can't confront T about what she's saying. For example, T called me. I didn't answer. I text T back about an hour later and said, sorry, I was napping. Are you still free? T doesn't text me back, but calls Jay and says, yeah, I tried to talk to her, but she said she was napping. What does she do all day? Just nap? Jay has a toddler and said, well, pregnancy does make you really tired. Another example, I got dinner with T and her husband. They asked me what kind of stroller we're getting. My fiance and I said, we couldn't remember the name, but it's on our registry. T calls Jay and says, she doesn't even know what stroller she's getting. I already have mine picked out. But she's not pregnant? I don't believe so. He's jealous. Also at dinner, I said I was putting lotion on every day to avoid getting stretch marks. And her husband snapped and said, but what you're getting is worth it, et cetera. T and her husband are meticulous planners. They had their whole wedding planned before they were even engaged, down to the cufflinks he was going to wear. They, I'm not being dramatic. They showed me the Excel spreadsheet. Fun. So the feeling I'm getting from her is that because I'm not as type A as her, I'm therefore irresponsible and underprepared. My higher self says this has nothing to do with me. She's Correct. upset about her miscarriage Correct. and it's probably hard for her to be happy for me right now. But Correct. my selfish side says this sucks because I've also had miscarriages and I almost lost this one too. I'm happy and excited. I want one of my closest friends to be happy with me. Every time I talk to her, I feel like I'm walking on eggshells because she picks apart everything I say about the baby. At one point, we were considering them to be the godparents to our daughter, but that's pretty much off the table. Honestly, I don't know what to do here. I want to confront her, but I can't without selling Jay down the river. But without being able to clear the air, I just want to avoid her. She's making me feel like a terrible mother already. You know, there's a couple things here, and I also would take a look at the way she is with everyone. Has she always been this way? Is she always this sort of like tough love? Like she scrutinizes, but she really cares. Like if she's this way across the board, then you just have to accept the fact that that's how she is. She is bitter and clearly hurt. And look, this is very normal to get competitive with pregnancies or to be jealous that someone has something that you don't have, especially when it comes to carrying a child, which is like a very sore subject for a lot of women. I'm not saying what she's doing is right or that all women do this, but she's taking it out a little bit on you. And I bet she doesn't realize she has done it. So there is a version. It's not about throwing, because you have plenty of examples that don't involve whatever she said to Jay. You can kind of distance yourself. By the way, like you have a baby to get ready for and a life to prepare for. You don't need to include her, okay? Uh, My best friend adopted a baby and we don't talk that often. I see her on Instagram and stuff, but she's, I don't don't take it as like, oh, she doesn't want to talk to me. I know that she's busy. You know, these things take over our lives. And so you need to focus on that in your life. And- You also need to be prepared to, if you really want this person as a friend, to have a conversation and you need to be prepared for her to not be okay with it Mm -hmm. and to distance herself. You need to be okay with standing up for yourself to be like, every time I tell you something and be prepared with like one or two examples, but then don't give her any beyond that because this isn't about poking holes in your argument. You need to be prepared to say, here are the things that you say and you respond as if I don't know what I'm doing. And And I take it personally and then she'll be like, well, you shouldn't. You're totally right. Higher self, this isn't about you, but she's making you feel bad, so you need to figure out a way to feel okay. And she's not coming to our question asker and complaining about Jay. T right. isn't. So it's like, it's only about her. She's the only one being nitpicked. Yeah, and you know what? Quite frankly, 
this isn't on you to soothe her about her own miscarriage or what she went through. She's going to continue to take it out on you. And then once you do have kids, like, do you want to be around someone that's always telling you what you did was wrong? Mm -hmm. Motherhood seems competitive enough as it is. So you need to have that come to Jesus. And there is a version where she's like, you're absolutely right. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, and she's super in touch with herself, but you need to be okay with this not going well. Or you let it fade away. Like I definitely have friends who are much closer to me when they have something going very wrong in their lives. And then when things are fine, we don't talk. When you can categorize her as like someone who's just like a little sad right now, it might help to kind of take it less personally, Mm -hmm. but you don't deserve to have to withstand that. So Mm -hmm. you have to decide what you're willing to put up with. Yeah. That's on you, baby. Yeah. Okay. So we do have an update. It's just a really long one. I love an update. But it's exciting. It's a real roller coaster. Okay. Am I right? I was right. Yes. So. Broke up with each other. Well, no. Okay. So you remember people were having a wedding and they were talking about the date of the shower and they reach out to their friends and gave like options. They're like, oh, and the I don't know like, what I'm doing I'm going to be out of town. Yes, I'm, I'm always going to be out of town, town forever. Oh, I hated this Okay, people. so at first we got an update that said, I loved how Eliza mentioned that she thinks that the friend doesn't want to be in the wedding, but it's the complete opposite. My sister is my maid of honor, so that's why my best friend is only a bridesmaid. Last time I checked, she's coming to the shower and is excited to plan the bachelorette party. My sister even mentioned to me how much my best friend was involved planning my bachelorette party to make sure it was perfect. I just was ultimately taken aback that she would say that she might go on a trip at the time of my shower. I ended up just saying to her it would mean a lot to me if she was there and she said she would make it work. My okay. best friend does tend to have bratty tendencies. You don't, okay. yeah, you don't, your question writing uh, privileges have been revoked because no. you didn't tell us that. Hold on. Whatever. Update, update. So this girl is no longer in my wedding. Oh, shit. Kabloom. You know what? All of this, this is such a girl thing of being like, but wait, there's more information that proves that you're wrong, Eliza, and I no, was right. Pro- I think I, I told, when you ask a question, like you feel so, like you really want to get your story out there like correctly and it's tough, but okay. No, you so, made excuses and I was shing. So this girl's no longer at my wedding. After a bachelorette weekend that I thought was super fun and wonderful, she said she felt pushed aside. She then proceeded to scream at me over the phone over many small things that happened over the bachelorette weekend. Petty things such as sitting sitting furthest away from me at the table for brunch and us not appreciating the decoration she put up. I did, and I told her that. I'm not really sure what she was expecting for all of us to bow down and kiss her feet for her efforts or what. The other girls and my sister, however, did mention that throughout the planning process, she was nothing short of a nightmare. She's very type A and took over everything and then got mad at everybody for not being as involved as she was. Oh my God, I had this experience. She then proceeds to tell me that she needs a break from our friendship. She probably thought that I would beg her for her friendship and forgiveness. All I said was, sorry to hear that, but if that's what you need, then that's what you should do. I'm sorry you won't be at my wedding. Okay, so then final update. She reached out asking to talk. She apologized and then said she acted that way because I gaslit her. So in the nicest way possible, I told her, we're done. That's it. Proud of you. She wanted to make it about her, not about you. You did the right thing. Yeah. Also, the idea that you that you need to take a break just from the wedding. Oh, another thing that she couldn't make about herself. I basically live something very similar and good for you. Finally, somebody who took my advice. A yeah. graduate of the Ask Eliza Anything 1500-step program. <laughs> Where every step is break up with that friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. Oh, that's not the graduation song. That's the wedding song. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, yeah. Whap. <laughs> Hi, guys. Eliza, I've been a fan since you played some old guy's attic in Dallas, Sons of Herman Hall. 
Oh, what does that mean? My God, it's like a punk rock alt music venue slash VF. W. I don't know what it is. Like a man order kind of place. Oh my god! <laughs> Forever ago. Wow. I have a dating wow. advice question. I'm a single 33 year old, and for over six years, all the dates I've gone on are Wait, through the help. Dude, sorry, Mister. A uh, girl. 33. A boy. Girl. 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 Man. 33. All the dates I've gone on are through the help of dating apps. Needless to say, I've had many first dates. I knew by the end would not make it to round two. Typically at the end, the end of the awesome blossom. I knew. <laughs> Typically at the end, I try to get in a. It Wait, was nice meeting you. One. Who has awesome blossom? Who has blooming onion? Blooming onion is out back. Awesome blossom is chilies. Must be. That's such a funny reference. <laughs> it's like the off brand. Like I feel like the blooming onion is. But an awesome. That's a great name. It's better than blooming onion. But blooming onion is the original. It's the original. It's the most calories on any menu. It's like a 15,000 calorie. Don't order one for takeout. It does not taste oh good at your home. Oh my God, Emily. It's wet. <laughs> does not taste good in your car or dripping down your shirt on your stairs up to your apartment. <laughs> I know that for a fact. That's really funny. Needless to say, I've had many of your states. I knew by the end would not make it to round two. Typically at the end, I try to get in a, it was nice meeting you. Or if I got the, we should do this again, I would say, sure. But then over text, say, sorry, I'm not interested. When, if they texted me. Totally. The other night, however, I was on a date and figured out quickly it was not a fit. And at the end of the date, he asked me if we could do it again. Both of us are being in our 30s. He's 37. I opted for full honesty in person saying, I just didn't see us as a fit. Let me guess. He didn't take it well. Well, it did not go over well. And I quickly became very uncomfortable with the situation. I told him I was leaving and got up. The interaction unnerved me so much that I quickly unmatched, blocked his number, and called a friend to talk on the phone until I made it the few blocks home. Yeah. yeah. My question is, do you think I should have in-person been honest? I hurt his feelings, and rejection is not great. I get it, but his reaction was so severe, I became aware very quickly that I did not know this man or what he was capable of. Mm -hmm. I've been dating for over a decade. This was the first time I have ever felt this type of reaction. I know I can't stop using the apps if I want to date, but would love your hot take on how to handle a situation like this in the future. Thank you. You know, it's that risk you took because you tried to be a person. People are always like, I wish you would just do it in person, but nobody actually wants that. What people want is like full cowardice, anonymity, like hiding with your head buried in the sand rejection. Um, this is not uncommon. You know, and by the way, I'm sure there are women out there who would like freak the fuck out because they think it's going well. Yes, you hurt his pride, you hurt his ego. And again, a male scorned is the scariest thing in the world. It's sad because he probably liked you and he couldn't believe all of his instincts were off. Like on a very reptilian brain level, what signaled to him is like, oh my God, you got all this wrong. Like you gauged it wrong. Um, Answers vary from that to, well, you're not hot anyway. I didn't even like you. It's that classic thing of a guy hitting on a girl and her being like, go away. And him being like, you're a fat bitch anyway. And it's just like, whatever. So you didn't do the wrong thing. I don't know that after like half of a date, if it's necessary to do it in person, um, because it's definitely safer and it's definitely less mental wear and tear to just do it on a text later. You don't owe anyone anything uh, and you're right to block him. I would just, so you don't have to endure that again. It may never happen again. And it doesn't really serve your purpose to have a guy like shake your hand and be like, you're right, thanks. It's fine to do it over text. That's what I say. Yeah, I was surprised. There was a a woman had shared a video on Twitter of basically like her being 
sexually harassed like on the street by people walking by and some guy in the comments was like well you're smiling at him and everybody's like yeah so that he doesn't kill her like somebody is creeping you on the street you politely smile and say okay thank you so that they don't stab you in the face you know or you say go away and they don't take that well or they do there's it's always hindsight 2020 and a good man will understand how uncomfortable women are and there is this large group of men that like don't get kind of like the guy like doesn't think rape culture is really don't understand. And I talk about this in my comedy. Like when you're at a physical disadvantage, being a woman, you're just not as strong as the average man. Your safety is something you think about a lot. And I get that that upsets guys and that makes you a bitch or whatever. But this is the way that we have to move about the world. It just is. Everybody has their thing they deal with, you know? And if you're a black woman, it's probably a billion times worse. But there are things- This clip was a black woman. There you go. That you just kind of move into society aware of that men don't have to think about. No man listening to this, no man, and I talk about this on stage too, like has ever walked out of a movie and like had to think about like, am I going to be okay getting into my car? I don't know a male comic who's ever asked another male comic to walk them to their car. I have mm-hmm. because sometimes just the presence of a man scares men off. So this isn't about men being bad, but this is about being unaware and unsympathetic to the things that we naturally have to think about as women. And so for your own safety, but even forgetting safety for a second, just mental health and now you have that energy in your brain and you have that horrible experience. You don't owe these people anything. It's not like you dated them. It's not like you said, I love you. You know, I, I just like if you have a one night stand with someone, I'm like, you don't owe them anything. You both entered into this experiment of a first date. This was not an arranged marriage. This was to see if we like each other. And you're at least getting back to them. Some people just ghost. So you keep doing the decent thing and you do what's comfortable for you. I don't think there's anything wrong with in person saying, sure, yeah, let's hang out again. And then when they text being like, you know, I I thought about it and it's just not a good fit. Like, I don't think that's offensive at all. I think the way you were doing it is totally fine and polite and good. You know, I thought about it. You can even lie a great, this is not a lie, but this is something that I've definitely said. You can preface it with, I wanted to give you the respect of not ghosting you. Men love that. They love the idea that they're being respected. They love it. I want to shoot you straight, you know, because you see, I wanted to shoot you straight because you seem like a really honest person. And then you can lie and say, I was dating someone else in this advance. Or you can just be like, I just felt like we didn't have the best connection. And, and that's it. Yeah. But prefacing it with like, you seem honest. So I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I wanted to give you the respect of letting you know, most people will rise to that occasion and be like, thank you so much for responding be like, you seemed like a really lovely person, so I don't want to disrespect you, but I didn't feel that connection. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's all you can say. And if they say something shitty, delete, block, you're done. Yeah. You don't have to excuse, you don't have to create excuses for yourself as a woman. Those are your feelings. They are just as valid as his. And you need to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Cutting it off. I have a question that I hope you think is a fun one. I usually listen to AIA on my commute, but I am currently on maternity leave and have been catching up on episodes with my newborn daughter in the middle of the night. Listening helps me to stay awake during late night feedings, and she's your tiniest fan. When I'm putting my daughter to bed, I like to sing her some traditional lullabies and also new ones I create by adding her name into songs I like. You're such a wonderful songstress. I'm hoping you can help me cook up a fun, short, original song I can sing to her. Her name is Quinn, and here are some photos for inspiration. Okay. Oh, my God. She looks so worried. And oh, my God. <laughs> um, oops, oops. I accidentally <laughs> sent you an emoji just now of a sh- face, so please ignore that. That was a mistake. Um, 
I mean, sometimes the songs that I sing to Tian Fu are based on something that I just heard. So the song that's in my head most recently is that Olivia Rodrigo song. Good for you. You look happy and healthy. Quinn, you had a bunch of milk in your belly. You're a tiny baby. It's not your fault. Quinn, it's time to go to sleep right now. Quinn. <laughs> what else rhymes with Quinn? Schwing. Good for you. You're just a tiny baby. Quinn. Go in a bed with a full belly. Quinn, now you go to sleep for an hour. Quinn, then it'll be time to eat again. Quinn. Quinn, swing. That's all you get for free. I'm not Dr. Dre. I'm not coming in here to fix your song. <laughs> we accidentally turned on vanish mode in this DM, One and more. now I can't turn it off. Good for you. You're just a tiny baby. Quinn, you had a bunch of milk in your mouth. Quinn, gonna turn it into that thick black baby. Diarrhea that you get at the beginning. Quinn, you're gonna diarrhea your pants. Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have an interesting uh, good on paper question that I think is still relevant because it's about the response to good on paper. Mm. Greetings, intrepid Queen Eliza, Snow Peach, Baby Arm, and Hot Scotty. I am intrepid. Thank you. Absolutely kick-ass movie. And way to really take some sour lemons to make a waterfall of delicious lemonade. I'm curious. What are your thoughts on so many people asking about who Serena House that is based on, as if somehow the psychopath who manipulated and gaslit you is somehow less important or interesting than pitting females against each other and needing that drama? Y'all, Serena could actually just be there as a vehicle for character development slash arc slash growth and is completely fictitious or based on a smattering of unassociated interactions with different people. Well, that is the Am answer. I reading too critically into the public nope. commentary? Can't wait to see you in Massachusetts in December. You know, I'm the first one to jump on the like, leave women alone bandwagon. That being said, you're not wrong. That is the answer I give. It is a smattering of women. Even if it was a person, I sure as shit, I'm not going to share that. And, and less about shaming that person and more about making the interview about another woman. But it isn't. It's she embodies more of a vibration, uh, which is evident in people asking about that. But it's normal to ask because this is based on real life. So in this instance, it makes sense that it'd be like, well, the rest is based on a true story. So who's that? But that all being said, I do get asked just as often, who is Dennis Kelly? Like, who is that in real life? How do you think he feels? So in this one case, just being totally fair about it, I get asked equally about both. Mm -hmm. And the answer is I'm not answering. <laughs> Answers. I'm never going to tell you any of that. <laughs> but and it wasn't a person. It may have been chunks of it based off one person, something based on another. But it is the overall vibe of when people are just, especially in show business. You know, you get people in music, in acting. I'm sure a lot of actors go through this in comedy. They're just shoved down your throat, and you're like, "Get out of my face! I don't think you're great. And if you are great, like, okay, why do I have to see this everywhere I go? And of course, they're not everywhere you go. It just feels like that. So this was more commentary on feeling that way, but in actuality, they're not closing in on you. Yeah. So you remember the person asked about being a stand-up comic, getting booked on shows, et cetera? I don't. I get that question a lot. I'm so sorry. This last the week's person? episode. Okay. okay. A person asked about getting booked on shows and stuff and how to get into it. And they said, reaching out to the venues where other comics are booked, genius. Oh, there you go. I actually oh, yeah, I did remember a showcase this. at the Improv, and my show this week is at Hyenas. I felt like I was right on the on the right track, but this was very affirming. I do know that I don't suck. I can't wait to see the show in Dallas in September. Thank you again. Great. Talking about that Grand Prairie show. Yeah. If you live in the DFW Metroplex, specifically Grand Prairie, come on out Metroplex. and see me. It's like a 4,000-person venue. It would mean a lot to me to sell that out. Um, 
come on down. Glad, glad that worked. Glad mm-hmm. you took my advice versus the normal tepid comic like, okay, I won't do that. I've got better ideas. Good for you. We also have an update from that Queen. person who's <laughs> Quinn. From that person whose aunt kept inviting. She'd have like one event with everyone else and then a separate worse event for the family, for certain family members. Wait, what was it? And there was an aunt who would like have a big like party for yes. whatever. And then they would be like, Do you want to come to the small the beta party version. the next day? Yeah. Yes. So update, I had not seen or talked to my aunt since COVID began. However, I just got engaged a few weeks ago and I saw her at the grocery store yesterday. My dad talked to her. I waved and kept shopping. She sent me this message a few hours later. I am so mad. I was excited to see you guys since it has been over a year. I forgot to look at your ring. Sad face. Hope we can get together soon. I would like to host a shower for you when you're ready. I just can't with the audacity of this woman. My response was, I'll show you next time I see you. Thank you. I'll keep that in mind. I don't know why she would assume she can play in my shower. Honestly, thinking about telling her she can play in the family shower like she orchestrated for her daughter. Is that petty? LOL. I wouldn't even invite her to my wedding if it weren't for my dad. Elopement is sounding better and better. You're spending a lot of time thinking about this woman who clearly, you know, I I wish I had more clarity on the event she plans versus the family ones. Uh, it's nice that she wants to throw you that shower. And quite frankly, you should take that money and run. But I think you're hurt from years of, am I remembering this correctly? Like, Just every time there was like a big event, uh, there the aunt would be have all the quote unquote like important people at like the big version. Important like, family people? Yeah, just like every, and then they would be like, oh, this one part of the family has to go to their own separate sad event. I would honestly take a look at that and make sure you're remembering it properly. I would corrupt, listen to me. I would corroborate this with your dad. It's possible that that happened like twice and it was like a scheduling issue. There's a version where she's like, yeah, these people couldn't make it this day. So we did a second one. And it's probably hard for her to throw like two massive parties. There's a version where this isn't as pointed. But it happens every time. It happens every time? Yeah. I I would talk to your dad about that. And because you want to make sure you're not the only one seeing this. Even though I'll, I will say, as a person who often is the only one seeing something, I'm like, well, I see the matrix and you guys are just sheep. Um, it's your wedding. It's whatever you want. Oh my gosh, I'll show it to you next time I see you. Thanks so much. Um, so-and-so has already offered to- Every, My plan. mom, sister, and I were pissed, but my dad asked us not to argue. So everybody else is seeing it. Okay. We So ask your mom who's going to throw me my shower. You can just invite the aunt. You know, you might yeah, just no, be cordial. There's no reason for the aunt to throw it. Zero reason. Unless it's going to be one of those dope parties you're not normally invited to and you want to get some expensive cake. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to hold on to things and I wish that we could hear the other side of this, but yeah, she doesn't... She. It also might be like she just wants to do like the cool thing with the good people and everybody else can suck it. So... I don't know. I wish. I think there's like a little bit more to the story that we're not getting. You're always against our listeners. No, if I'm not. If there's a rude, rich lady, you're on their side. I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, I don't have the person. I don't know enough, but let's say it's that. It's your wedding. So someone else is already planning it. Yeah. See you at the like folding card table version of my shower the next day. Hey, I'm listening to episode 145. I was delighted to hear sounding mentioned. I'm a kinkster and it's a rare activity in that community. I love doing that with my male partners. I totally get how it could creep you out. And then can't wait to see you in a Lister Mass. And so I replied because we're a sex positive podcast. And I said, not creeped out. Just seems painful. What is sounding? Remember where they stick the thing up the penis? We talked about Are we a sex positive podcast? I don't know. We shouldn't be negative. 
We should be negative on some things and like then, diseases. And then they replied, if it's painful, they are doing it wrong. What? <laughs> so Sticking something up your urethra? Something. Yeah. What's happening? I just, somebody was excited. We talked about it. Oh, they're getting okay. off on this. They're sounding off on this. No. <laughs> what is that? That's the sound of the metal being unsheathed and going in your pee hole. Stop. <laughs> you were just excited. I'm sex positive in that I want you to be okay with sex, but I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but I just want our listeners not to think we're judging What's them. What's the kinkiest thing you've ever done? We're not discussing oh this. Oh my God, it's so weird, isn't it? That's you're so on weird. Is it? No, you're so weird. Oh, I'm weird. Okay. The no, kinkiest I'm thing actually- I've ever done is asking you what's the kinkiest thing you've ever done. <laughs> Sounded right now. <laughs> sound is a pound. A pound of sound. You said that last time and asked if that's where the expression came from. Oh, really? Okay. I don't. I just make the comedy. You just. <laughs> I'm just trying to make our listeners feel heard. <laughs> well, that sound made them feel heard. Bam. Hello, Eliza, Baby Arm, Snow Peach, and Mystery Man Scotty. (laughs) I am a female 33 who owns her own business. Sorry, not in med school. I was married for 10 years with two children, living a very normal lifestyle. However, it felt like I was married to my roommate and did not feel completely fulfilled in my marriage. We got divorced amicably six months ago. I found someone who makes me so truly happy and fulfilled almost right away. Fast forward to recently when my cousin was messaged telling me she had a conspiracy theory. Not even thinking twice that it might be about me. I said, tell me all about it. She proceeded to tell me that she thinks that my now boyfriend is the father of one of my daughters and that I must have had a love child with him, hid it from my then husband, and now couldn't handle it and five years later decided to get with the so-called baby daddy. At first, I indulged her and told her to promise not to tell anyone, thinking she was clearly joking. Well, I was wrong, and she continued to say no one ever believed that my child was my ex-husband's because she has blue eyes, while my cousin and I share a grandfather with blue eyes. She said it simply had to be asked, and she didn't care if it hurt my feelings because she had to come out with it. I've stopped talking to her altogether and feel so betrayed that she would ever think it was okay to question me on this or that she didn't just back down when I told her I was kidding. What would you do? Would you ever talk to her again, even if in trying to confront her that it wasn't cool? She continued to say it didn't matter because she just needed to say it, even if it hurt my feelings. Thank you so much for bringing me some much needed laughter through the podcast. Yikes. Um, I would ask your cousin, what about my behavior in life has ever made you think I was capable of that type of lie or of doing something like that? Like what indication, if it's just the blue eyes, she needs to look at one of those, what are they, genome squares? Oh, pun it, right? Pun it squares, yeah. With the cross. It seems like she skipped that day in fifth grade biology. Yeah. Um, Cousin sounds like an idiot. That being said, you know, it's an attack on your character, but, you know, she said what she had to say and people have made crazier accusations that ended up being right. What's weird is that she's like, I said what I had to say and it's about me. And like, I think she still thinks that. She does, yeah. That's what's so weird is like, well- it's true. Something's it's a wrong. theory I have about you. First of all, your sister is Q. Cousin. Your cousin right. is Q. From QAnon. Uh, there's something wrong with her. That's insane. There's something wrong with her. And I would look for like other things in her life. I would just keep her at a distance. And I would talk to every family member about her behind her back. Mm-hmm. And here's a conspiracy. Cousin, we all think you're fucking crazy. Yeah. 
No, that's unfortunate. That's an assault on your character. And she, her like holding steadfast, she's probably just embarrassed, but Can she's weird. Imagine someone coming to you and being like, I have a conspiracy theory. And you go, what? And they're like, it's about you. By like, the way, that's not a conspiracy theory. It's not, that's just your theory. A conspiracy <laughs> is like, we've all conspired. Yeah. So far, it's just you. Yeah. So tell her the school around the definition of conspiracy theory. Dummy. You have a misguided theory. Yeah. Um, I would stay away from this cousin. This sounds like there's something wrong with her. Yeah. Top, top of the cow. I knew it. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. My top of the cob today is dedicated to a smoky husky. You know, um, today is the first day of shooting for the Don't Panic Pantry cookbook. And it's with Knopf, K-N-O-P-F, which if you look them up, this beloved, storied, highly respected company. Um, they do a lot of beautiful books, but also a lot of beautiful cookbooks. Some of the greatest ones. We have a lot of them in our kitchen. My first editions. I love cooking. Um, but I'm really, it's exciting to have the food stylists and the photographers and everyone here. And Noah's been cooking up a storm, getting these dishes ready. In fact, he was making something earlier and I thought I had body odor, but I realized it was just food wafting in from the kitchen. I was like, why do I smell like meat? Um, and what I love about it is I remember sitting there this was right after we had shot the Eliza Schlesinger sketch show. So this was 2019. And we took a little trip to Vermont because I had a gig in upstate New York. So on the way there. And Noah got up every morning early on our vacation and he would write his treatment for his book. Like the Noah cookbook that he so dearly and badly wanted to have. And I'm that type of worker. Like I'm a big proponent for working quietly in wee hours, telling no one what you're doing. And it feeds you when you can work quietly towards something. It's how I got good on paper. And then the pandemic hit. And I remember we came up with Don't Panic Pantry. And I remember saying to him, like, it doesn't matter if people don't want to like put us on TV or endorse us or whatever. We will keep our heads down and something will come out of this. And what we lack in celebrity exposure, we'll make up for in numbers. And we kept doing the show and we built it ourselves from nothing. And he's the heart of that show. He writes those recipes. He comes up with them. And we, the fact that he submitted his cookbook to all these different companies and the and a lot of them said no, but the one he wanted, the best one, Knopf said yes. And then the fact that they were like, what if we made it a don't panic pantry? I feel like that got it over the line, like that angle. So it is one of those like universe had like a bigger plan. You had to be, I mean, it's horrible that we had this pandemic, but you had to be pulled out several thousand feet to really see how A led to B led to C. And so to see, and I'll have this feeling again when the book comes out, but like to see the photography for it happening because the book's been turned in, I'm just so incredibly proud of him. Plus I got to eat the oatmeal that they shot today. That was num num for my tum tum. Yeah. Uh, and I know on a few episodes that I've watched or participated in like this stuff, some of the stuff that people are really excited for are like, is going to be in the book, like the chili oil and stuff like that, that people mm -hmm. are like pumped for. Yeah. Some of the cult favorites. So mm -hmm. this is also because of the fans. So thank you guys. Yeah. My top of the cop was going to be gunpowder milkshake, but since I already got to talk about it, I'll use my platform to say, "You're gonna. I feel like you're going to hate this. I love a Philadelphia sushi roll. I want cream cheese in my mm. sushi. It's good. I like it. I feel like it's like not a cool order. I love it. There's no reason to not because it's salmon. It's with salmon. Cream cheese, which salmon's goes, my favorite. And cucumber. Yeah. And then the rice is the bread. So it's really just like a Japanese bagel. It's perfect. It's good with a little bit of soy salt. Soy sauce. Salt? Yeah, I wouldn't order it because it's a garbage order, but it's not bad. It, it doesn't make my skin crawl. Okay. Bottom of the cob, 
there's this like random like part and like the one blo- celebrity blog I read and it was, I didn't read it because I read the headline and it was like, Ashton Kutcher claims he doesn't bathe his kids or something, whatever. Ugh. He does. He's just like, if they're not dirty, whatever. I'm sure he takes care of his children. <laughs> My bottom of the cob is, and I don't know how to phrase this, but like, if you were in the spotlight as I am and will have kids one day, like there's no reason to share anything that you do with your children because no matter what you say, it will be under such scrutiny. Parenting is already so competitive. I don't know why you would ever, I mean, he probably doesn't care too, but like open yourself up. Like I kiss my kid. You, oh, you kiss your kid on the mouth. Oh, you don't give your kid enough this. This kid gets too much this. Oh, they're spoiled. Oh, they're neglected. The, the truth is, no matter what you say, it doesn't matter because it's all fodder to have you like ripped to pieces. So I don't know why you would ever share anything. As it stands right now, if I had a kid and they were like, oh, ask us about your routine, I'd be like, it's none of your business. Oh, oh, you feed them at 11 a.m., not 11.30? You're a bad mother. Mm-hmm. Lock her up. Who fucking needs it? Fine, you know what? Rot. You and your baby can rot. I won't give you any tips. So people are just so judgmental for like the dumbest shit. Yeah. And it all comes down to just jealousy. You're just jealous. You're not hot like Ashton and Mila. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. I was just like, I read that and I was just like, why would we ever even share anything about ourselves or opinions? Because it seems like lately, no matter what you do, it's just so people can take what you said and rip you apart. I donated $100 to charity. Why wasn't it 200? Why wasn't it your whole salary? Oh, what about that one thing you did? Everybody can just burn. Mm. My bottom of the cob is that on Friday nights, I like to get home from work and I like to boot up and play some Fortnite with my friend. George. With my friend George. But every Friday, there's some new update that takes an hour. And Ugh. I try to, and I try, and he's on the East Coast. So we're already like burning daylight, right? It's already like almost 10 p.m. his time. And I'm like, I got to get this. And it's it always loaded. come at night. Well, so I need, I've set a, I've set an alarm to go on my PlayStation first thing that morning to yes. hopefully see the update and get it going. That's what alarms are for. <sighs> that is so that I, but I get so, I get so excited. I tell him, I'm like, I'll be home at this time. I'll be ready to play. And then I'm like, sorry, I'm at 15% loading. That sucks. I'm really sorry that that happened to you. Mm-hmm. Thoughts and prayers. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.